Hello everybody, this is Laura Alamary and I have uh, two special guests here today. I have Don Austin and her puppy Lila. Uh, and Don is uh, going to talk about today about one of her favorite strategies. Well, she is a jack of all trades, as she says. She does a lot of things. She does buy and hold, fix and flips, Airbnb, uh, wholesaling. And she knows very well how to navigate the private lending world. So she does a lot of things. But today we're going to talk about buying hold as she knows it. And also um, the burr method that she uses. And a little bit about the Airbnb aspect as well. So there is a lot to, to discuss here in the next few minutes. So tell me a little bit about how did you get started in real estate? So I actually, I, I grew up in real estate. Um, I'm from Florida. Born and raised. Uh, my parents have been buying since the 80s and they've done all of their own property management. So I have two other siblings and the three of us, we were their, their source of cheap labor growing up. So we were always working on the weekends and mowing lawns and during the summers we were helping them with the business. Um, I can paint, I can do tile, I can set a toilet, I can troubleshoot on ACs, you name it. I've probably already been exposed to it at some point um, in my life just because of how much work we've done with our with my parents in the business. Now, you went to college and uh, you actually did real estate while you were in college. So, and you know, I wanna talk, uh, you talk a little bit about your college experience, you know, what did you go to college for? Uh, I actually realized I never asked you that. And uh, also, you know, as you were in college, real estate came of a side dish to your college experience and got you going in, in real estate as well. So what do you go to college for? So I went to college, I went to UCF, University of Central Florida, go Knights. Uh, and I went for, for business, business management, and I minored in real estate. And I had no idea at the time that I would actually end up being in real estate full-time um, after that. But being in college and, and doing the property management that I did uh, allowed me to go in that direction. Um, what happened was I was the last kid and my parents decided, hey, we're gonna buy a house and you're gonna have roommates and we're not gonna move you every single year like we did your brothers. So I said, okay. And so um, we went and we looked for a house and they picked out a really nice house and we closed on it and I had roommates already lined up. And so my roommates basically paid the mortgage um, for the house that I lived in. And then after that, that was an 07. And so we probably paid a little bit too much for the house, but it, that price is coming back up actually right now. Um, but after that, you know, the market crashed and we picked up houses that were much, much cheaper um, that I continued to do the same thing. I would find groups of kids that were going to school and they would live in these houses and I managed them for my parents. I cut the grass, I did all the maintenance and that was part of my college job um, when I was in college. I did all the leases um, and talked to parents and you know, would troubleshoot with kids and things like that. But that's that's kind of how I got into real estate further than I expected um, with a built-in college job. But you went to, for business management and real estate. So there was something in the back of your mind that real estate was gonna be your career or something in the real estate field? Um, I was open to it. I just didn't know exactly what it would be. 
Okay. Because being a college kid, you know, you don't have any money to where you're like, okay, I'm going to invest. And I didn't know about the other strategies because I felt like my parents um, always did buy and hold growing up. So that was kind of just the strategy that I was exposed to. And flipping really wasn't an option with, you know, everyone getting burned um, at that point while I was in college. Everybody, you know. Yeah, you came in just at the time when the real estate and everything else was happening. Correct. In a bad way. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, great. So, what are you currently doing? So, my husband and I invest. Uh, We actually invest in a different market than where I live. Um, We're in Greenville, South Carolina. And we kind of do a mixed bag of stuff in real estate, which is great because I feel like it diversifies us. Um, We started out buying and holding, but we would buy distressed properties and then I would come in and um, I was able to form a crew in in South Carolina that works with me and I would do all the design stuff and they would knock it out and then we would rent it and we would pull our money out and then do it all over again. And so some of the properties that we came across, we realized that uh, there's a lot of Airbnb potential. So instead of just putting it on the market to rent, we would furnish it and then we would throw it up on Airbnb and uh, have guests come and stay. Right. So you're really doing the what they call the burn method, you know, and uh, to buy the rehab, refinance, rent and repeat. And then also the Airbnb, which is the smart way you do it is you say, well, we bought them to rent anyway. And then we, since the Airbnb, <coughs> you probably make more with, you know, less headache. Right? Correct. So for now, but worst case scenario, if you had to rent them, they would still be good rentals. Yes, they yeah. would be. I mean, we even went as far as we, we realized that the Airbnbs were successful with single family homes, but also you could do it with multiplexes. So we started researching multiplexes um, that we could then do mix. So we would come in and we would have maybe two long-term renters and then we would have the rest be Airbnb. So we actually were able to do that with a few different multiplexes in Greenville, which is awesome. Right. So yeah, that's uh, and then you diversified yourself. Now, currently you are working, and I want to kind of talk about this, obviously not giving out specifics, but you're basically doing all three strategy in uh, one big real estate package. So wanna talk a little bit what you're doing right now, just in general? Oh, okay, yeah. So. Um, Right around Thanksgiving time, uh, this deal fell in our lap um, based off a property that we had purchased with this couple before. Um, the dad, the the son had a dad who is a, was a real estate investor um, and was buying, buying, buying for, I don't know, the past 15 to 20 years. And he would go to auctions and he would do foreclosures, you name it, anything where he could get a discount. Um, he was picking up properties and this past year he actually passed away and so um, he had this huge portfolio and we ran into this couple where they had that dad that passed and they said hey you know we have these properties if you're interested in them and so I started going through and uh, we're under contract for 14 properties right now and it's pretty great because we're able to hold on to basically seven of them Um, we're gonna pick up two with uh, another investor and then we're going we're financing six of them and I plan to flip one and then we're wholesaling the rest of them so 
we're able to fund, um, we're able to actually fund that flip based off of the wholesaling numbers, which is really exciting. And uh, what I want to point out that is interesting that, you know, knowing a little bit of different strategies, not knowing I'm just going to do buy and hold strictly or I'm not just going to wholesale strictly, but doing a combination of and also working with uh, money partners or private lenders, that's why you're able to diversify. Correct. And I think as growing as a real estate investor, you have to realize that in the beginning, you might be very focused on just one strategy because that's what you know you're comfortable with, but eventually, do have different strategies that you can apply, you're never gonna leave money on the table, basically. So, you know, you started in the beginning years ago with mainly just rental and managing rentals, but now fix and flip, wholesaling, using private money, and you learn a lot by doing it too, right? Because a lot of what you've done, you learned just by going out there and see how to make it work. That's right. It's definitely, it's a process because you cannot learn everything overnight. And some of the things you just have to learn as you go, I still remember our first flip in Greenville, South Carolina. I was planning our wedding in Fort Lauderdale at the same time, and I learned so much um, in that that process of of flipping a home. Um, even with my background in construction, there was I, I was blown away by by how many other things I learned um, by flipping that house. Right. So it was a really rewarding experience. So let's talk about a little bit. What do you, what's your biggest mistake you think you've done, or one of the biggest mistakes? Because I mean, real estate is always, you know, it's a roller coaster, right? You do great, and things will happen, then you do some setbacks, then you do great again. But what is some of the mistakes that you can remember said? You know, I learned a lot from that. Um, hmm. I know that I minored in real estate, but I sometimes wonder where I'd be at in my career if I didn't actually go to college because you don't need a college education in order to do real estate. Um, I think in college you learn a lot of time management um, and things like that, or if you're going to college for, you wanna be a doctor or a lawyer or accountant and things, then it's really important. Um, but in real estate, probably not so much. So I kind of wonder like if I would have been fresh out uh, when the market was at its lowest point and and getting out there and grinding, you know, what what the picture would look like. Um, so I wouldn't say that's a mistake. It's just, you know, it would have been a different direction. Um, and what are you most proud of? Or what's some of the things that you say, you know what, you know, I'm most proud that I've done that. I would say what my husband and I have built in, in South Carolina is probably what I'm most proud of. Um, my parents only got to see the beginning of the process up there and they haven't been back and it's been about three years and so they wanna come up this spring and I'm actually really excited to show them um, what we've accomplished. Okay. So that's, uh, Greenville is probably what I'm most proud of. And uh, you know, so. It being an entrepreneur and being, in, especially in real estate, where you have so many ups and downs in the business, you have good days and bad days. What do you think? What helps you to keep you motivated to get you up in the morning and really, you know, just be ready for the challenge? What helps you? What do you do? Do you listen to some podcasts? Do you do some type of practice every day that helps you? So I definitely listen to podcasts. Um, there's a lot of grounding that and, and personal development. I feel like that helps a lot especially um, with some of the challenges that I have coming up. Um, what else? 
Um, meditation is definitely on the list this year to get into and incorporate that into my, my daily routine. Um, but I feel like just listening to to different speakers like Abraham Hicks and you know Neville Goddard and things like that, uh, it really helps um, put into perspective what I'm doing and it, it keeps me focused on the direction um, that I'm trying to go, what I'm trying to accomplish. Right, and that's the thing you have to work on every day. You know, you and honestly, I would say I did it. The first 20 years I've been in the business, I didn't do any of that. I was just strictly doing real estate, you know. And when I started 10 years ago, when I started different changing my attitude and actually incorporating like the first two, three hours of the day for me is really working on myself and my mindset. That's what has helped me a lot over the last 10 years, especially after we went through the housing crisis and I saw big changes in my real estate career. So. And uh, so if you had to make some recommendation for somebody that's new starting in real estate, you know, what would you think is one of the biggest recommendations? Um, don't be scared to jump. Um, because I feel like people, it's really easy to get behind learning and saying like, oh, I don't know enough. And you, you, you're never ever going to know everything. And a lot of it actually is, is hands-on learning and you learn it the best when you're in the thick of it. So that would be something that I would really recommend as well as um, just keep going. Right. Don't be discouraged. Um, you know, if things don't feel like they're happening, uh, I can tell you when I first started and in Greenville, it definitely didn't feel like things were happening. And then at the end of the year, you look back and you're like, wow, like that, that all happened. Um, but when you're in the thick of it, it, it really doesn't feel like it. But if you just work on that, those little bits of momentum to go in the right direction, you'll, you'll get there because that momentum definitely builds and you'll get to where you need to go. Yeah. And uh, Donna speaks at uh, uh, my retreats as well. And at the last retreat we did in Miami, uh, you said something that I definitely agreed, and a lot of people bring it up still to this day. And one of the things is somebody asked you, what is the biggest tidbit that you would give to somebody? You said consist consistency. Yes. So you want to elaborate a little more? And I say to that all the time to people, it's like, well, you know, I'm working full time now. Maybe I can do it on the weekend. And I was like, no, you have to do something every day, even if it's 30 minutes in an hour, because there is something that does for your focus of you know doing something you know you go for the training but also you have to implement so consistency is always something that I stress and you said that too so you want to elaborate on that why you think it's so important to be consistent in this business I think it's really important to be consistent anywhere you're focusing because if you're not consistent then you're not really focusing on something and so that that combination of your focus and consistency really drives you in the direction that you're trying to go. Um, and like you said, even just a half hour every day. Mm -hmm. So that way you're you're building that momentum um, towards whatever you're working on. Um, you know, you can't decide one day all of a sudden, okay, I'm gonna be a fit person. You know, you, you have to actually do something every day to work towards doing that. Um, and it's no different in real estate or anything that you're trying to accomplish. Right. And one of the things I want to also maybe point out is that you started, you were born in real estate, right? You were born around real estate because of your parents. Yeah. And so for you, was it maybe a uh, second nature for you to 
actually be in real estate so you've never had any doubts that it might not work for you just because you saw it working all your life so how did it put you in a different maybe mindset than somebody that never been around real estate and now is all of a sudden say oh i want to give this a try and this may be something that you can help people because you know to be like i started i was only 23 years old but i wasn't in real estate before where you had been around real estate so for you was it maybe an easier transition to go into the real estate that's because you saw it working? Um, yes, but no. I feel like that that's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, it um, is. <laughs> and I say that because, so my family experience, while it gave me a, a lot of knowledge, it didn't equip me with the confidence um, at first, when I first started doing real estate. And actually, separating myself from my family's business was really what gave me the confidence um, to do to do what I do now to be honest um, because my entire life my family has always said uh, you know you and your brothers are gonna get this business this is gonna be yours one day and you know so we always contributed and we were happy to contribute and then once I graduated from college I came home to take over the family business and I kind of learned otherwise that that really wasn't um, that really wasn't the plan that my parents had because they weren't ready to relinquish the control um, of the business that they had built, which I get. You know, if you spend all this time fostering and making something to have someone that you view as, you know, your kid or your little girl to take it over is, is difficult. But in the same at the same time, what it did was it really hurt my confidence in what I knew um, in real estate. And so it, it took me getting getting out of South Florida and actually going to work for someone in Indianapolis. And, you know, I did an internship and at the end of the internship, he was like, hey, I want you. Like, you, you know what you're doing. You know, you know what you're talking about. And it took hearing that from someone else to, to really be like, wow, like, I can do this. Like, I, I know what I'm doing and... You know, and so once once I left the nest and was able to do real estate on my own, a lot of it was intuition and, you know, trusting my gut and, you know, saying, okay, these are the numbers and I know I can make this work and, and making, you know, smart situations that would appear risky to other people that don't have the background. But because you educate yourself, you're able to say, okay, this is risky but I know all the different factors involved, and so it's not as risky as it may seem. Right. Yeah, it's like Warren Buffett says, a, a risk comes from not knowing what you're doing. Correct. And uh, that's really much what you say, you know, not knowing what you're doing obviously amplifies the risk. So it's definitely something that you have to keep in mind. So now moving forward, what are your plans as far as real estate? What do you, self, what do you envision in the next five years? So, and, and I know I kind of threw this question on you, she wasn't prepared, so you know. <laughs> um, I would love to be in other markets. Um, I kind of ventured out into the Jacksonville market this past year. Um, I don't have anything there, but I also chose not to do buy and hold there uh, right away, which is what to me is the easier thing to do because that's what I grew up in. Um, and so I chose a different strategy that was brand new to me. And so I'm still working on that. Um, but I would like to be in, in different markets um, in the next five years. And, and one and of the things, 
And one of the things you said at the last retreat, actually, a couple of weeks ago, is that you take the time when you're going to a market to really understand the market. And I think it's very important, you know, when everybody <coughs> talks about doing virtual investing as far as buying hold or wholesaling, but really taking the time, like with Greenville, you took the time to really study the market for a while before you jumped into it. So it wasn't just like, because you heard somebody say, oh, that's a great market. You actually went there, physically went there, and you know, connected and network and got to know the environment before you jump into it. And the same thing with Jacksonville or any other market, you really take the time. So do you want to elaborate for a minute about that importance of doing that? Yeah, I think it is really important. Um, one thing that I wish I would have done more in Greenville and I felt I didn't do because I was still growing into my investor shoes um, was the networking part. I, I was able to network enough to get the people that work for me but I felt like I missed out on um, all the awesome people that I that I could network with um, in Greenville. And so when I was in Jacksonville with the investments that I had under my belt, when I went to speak to other people in the Jacksonville market, um, it was, marketing was a lot of fun because um, I was meeting a lot of other people who are doing the same things and we could trade tips and you know have each other's back and so that was actually something I really enjoyed about learning that the Jacksonville market is is not only you know driving the neighborhoods and things like that but going to the different events and meeting the people who um, who are there full-time and you know just have a different opinion of the different areas just because they're they've been there and that that's part of doing your research right because I feel like if you're going to put your money or energy towards any type of market, then you really need to do your research and check it out at least um, at the very minimum to make sure that what you're getting into is is where you want to put your, your time and, and money. Right. And the fact is that you did network and you got to know the environment and the people is what brought you even to this last deal that you're doing these uh, 14 properties because of your connections and really get to know people and talk to people instead of just doing everything long distance. So the thing is, I always say is you have to combine a little bit of old fashioned way of doing things like the person to person contact together with the new way of doing things. And so if you marry the two, instead of just going totally virtually, they totally detach, but you do that, but also together with being there, networking, get to know people, get to know the market, then you amplify your success. Correct. And, and that's very important. Great. Well, thanks for taking this uh, few minutes to talk. I know I like to bring people that have the stories to share that are really walking the talk out there. Oh, thank you. And uh, like I said, you'll see a lot more of Dawn. She's actually speaking on some of my stages. She's part of my students group as well. Um, but I think she's an inspiration, especially for the younger people, uh, the the ones that are entering the real estate market, that you see that you know she's very accomplished. And I don't know if you want to share how many doors you have right now because you're doing really, really well. Um, in South Carolina, we're right around 20 doors. Yeah, so you know, you can start from wherever you are and uh, go out there, take action, uh, decide on your goals, and then go for it. It's so important. And fo co focus and consistency are definitely number one. So, great. Thanks again for being here and your talking. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah. Here's Lila. Lila. <laughs> she's always with her she takes her everywhere she also on stage when she talks so she's the boss yes this is the boss right here people yeah. people in Greenville know me because of her yeah she's a great network uh, marketing she is yeah. <laughs> great thanks everybody for being here and listening to this and I'll see you in the next uh, broadcast thank you